Hey everyone, welcome back to the Hidden Podcast. My name is Torin. And I'm Aiden. In today's episode, we're going to be dis- discussing the topic of the sudden, what was it? Surges. Surges of anxiety. And how it can pop up at any time, no matter what. No matter what scenario you're in, you, know, you could be by, by yourself. You could be with a friend, or you could be in, like, a close-knit circle, and all of a sudden, anxiety comes out, comes up. Now, obviously, this is um, episode 18. Wow. Because we did episode 17 um, a few days ago. What was that about, again? I can't remember. Um, Was it about the uh, Albert Einstein secret happiness? Yeah, it was, yeah. Yeah, it was, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Um, so, this will be about anxiety, so... And what about the uh, the status? Did we do that as well? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we've, um, we're starting to, obviously, you know, we all want episode 18 now, which, you know, um, took us a while to get up there in numbers, but we got yeah, there. Yeah, but, um, but, yeah, as I say... Anxiety. So, if I start with myself, um, and hopefully, you know, some of you or all of you can relate to this, but having anxiety, and I've had it since I was a kid, so, you know, it's part and parcel of, I want to say, every kid, kid's life, to a certain extent. Obviously, you get anxiety at different different stages. Um, I was always I was always an anxious kid, um, shy. Um, at least when we first met, I was shy. Um, you was also very angry. To some extent, I'm still shy. But I'll, but I'll be kicked round and we're out more. Back, back then you was uh, and you was outwardly gully. But back then you was very angry. Had, yeah, had, had, had um, a lot of I anguish. just kept myself to myself because you know yeah. that's what you do. Yeah, <clears throat> you know. Obviously, looking back on it now, it's a stupid thing, but it's what you did back then. You know, you know. Well, that's what I did. But in terms of my anxiety, you know. My anxiety became apparent um, not so not so much public because you're a kid, like you know you're pretty much zooming around, reenacting something, cartoon fight scenes and all that bollocks stuff, and you know so. But I had anxiety when it came to being around my um, father. Um, And then that obviously blossomed a lot lot deeper and a lot stronger when I was in secondary school. Um, Again, primary school. Nothing new. Again, like 
when your primary school ends, you're you're oblivious to everything. You know, as kids should be. You know, don't take in, take any notice. No. You know, of your surroundings. Like you read, you're just a kid, you just want to play, interact, do all that fun stuff. Um, so not so much there, but obviously in the secondary school, <clears throat> obviously coming from a broken home, driving other, um, I was like, I was growing up at 13, I had to grow up a lot faster than other kids. You know, which, which is unfortunate, and that happens a lot more than you think. Because if you let, because you know, you have 10 year olds. Like who has to grow up a lot faster and they become sort of the adult where they have to look after their elderly mum or sick mum or whatever. But yeah, so secondary school, I didn't really fit in. Um, I wasn't really the school type. And I know that school isn't for everyone, so I want to put that caveat out there. You know, if I could. If I had a time machine and I could do it all over again, I'd probably, and, you know, I asked my woman this one day, I said, if you could, would you, would you have homeschooled me? And I remember my mum saying, yeah. Um, so if I could have my time back again, I'd probably do that. Um, but yeah, secondary school, you know, what's not to love, like, you know, well, there's not a lot of stuff to love, but you know. It's like that life in it. Secondary school, you wake up, you're in the classroom, God knows how long. Yeah, but we're we're gonna. But the, the, obviously, the, the, you know, but my but my but from that, but the reason why I'm on that subject is because that's where my, I that's right, that's realized my anxiety was becoming a lot more. Um. Or it was probably my social anxiety kicking in. No, because I was already because I already had anxiety. I had anxiety before I before I even had dyslexia. So I was. Well, you, well, you was born with dyslexia. Um, you can't you can't develop dyslexia. You're born with it. Well, um, you can develop it. Well, no. Uh, there you, are people. There are it's, people. A, it's a brain. It's a brain defect. Once you are born, you have it. Yeah, but not a lot of people realize they have it. No, they're born with it. Yeah. It's like autism. Yeah, but you're born with autism. Yeah, but you didn't know you had autism, autism <clears> until you until you went through it. That's twenty five, but but that's not. But but that's, I, I always had it. Yeah, but, people, but you didn't. Yeah, people, but, but when you when, when you did dyslexia, autism is autism, dyslexia, um, you know, um, and every other mental disability. I'm not going to say mental illness because mental illness is different to mental disabilities. Disabilities you're born with them. Mental illness you're not born with them, but you develop it through time. Yeah. But, if if you don't have the right support, we know that. Yeah, but there are people. There are, but you know you can. They get serious. They get, get they get worse, but they yeah, don't. So, but you don't develop them. They get worse. So, but adults have it harder than children do, because adults are shamed. Adults are, are humiliated. Adults and adolescents, as well as adolescents, they are put in a box and 
that makes businesses and business owners not want to take a chance on them because they have a disability. They don't see the human being, they see the disability. That's the difficulty with being an adult with a disability. Um, I mean, I know I'm going a bit off topic here, but, you know, but again, it gets worse, we're, but we're born with it. It's just a shame that we're looked at differently. And when you looked at differently, you get what I'm saying? Being yeah. autistic, it, it's been very difficult for me. Uh, like as you were saying about dyslexia, um, you struggle to learn. You struggle to learn like everybody else. You struggle to pick up things. Autism's the same. You struggle to pick I up remem- things. I remember having a conversation with my mum and I was talking to my mum about, about um, anxiety and she said, and she turned around to me and Your mum has it? Um, I can remember when your mum told me when I bumped into her on a, on uh, near near your house. Yeah. She was walking home and she told me how she struggles with depression and anxiety too. Yeah. She was saying to me that, um, could I mention something about dyslexia? And she said, and my mum said to me that, I had that before you had dyslexia, you had you were you had anxiety before you had dyslexia. Before you was diagnosed with it, yeah. Right. So. Right, so that's what I'm saying. So a lot of people don't. So can go for years. Like people can go for years without knowing they have. Without knowing they've got autism or ADHD yeah. or whatever. Like, like me, yeah. I've always had it, but I didn't know until I was diagnosed with it. And when you was diagnosed, when was you diagnosed? When when did you when did you know that you had? Dyslexia? I was a kid. So you was diagnosed with it as a kid. That which is. Which, yeah, I mean, like I, was, I, wouldn't you, be able to, I, was, I can't remember. Yeah. Because I was a kid, but yeah. Yeah, but it's like, so, like I said, you've had it all your life, but you didn't fully know. You didn't, un, you, you always knew in, unconsciously in a way because you've always wondered why can't you do these things that these kids are doing? Yeah. Why can't you, why is he, why is so-and-so able to, to do this and I can't? But then you're diagnosed with it and you're like, this is why. I mean, I was again. You know, I was twenty-five when I was diagnosed with asthma. But the thing, but the reason, but the thing is, and and don't worry, we will get back. We will get back on on topic. Well, we're still on top. But the reason why, as adults, we are probably sane, and it needs fixing. It's because for some unknown reason, ADHD, uh, autism, and things like that. Are a lot earlier to diagnose than kids. Right, or so they say, right? Yeah, when it comes to adults, they say it's more difficult. And that needs to change. But, you know, going back to secondary school, you know, I did the best, my best, you know, with what I had. You know, and then fast forward, you know, um, I remember. It was, I was in year 10, and bearing in mind I only did, instead of the five years, I did four years, because for some unknown reason, I was put straight into year nine. Um, I went to France, yay, with like a mixture of year 10s and year 11s, which was fun. 
Um, we were on the coach and then we were on uh, a ferry from Dover. Took an hour to France. Um, spent 24 hours there. Um, going around Disneyland, Paris. Um, you know, not really enjoying myself. You know, because I was at that age where I was like, mm. Right, so, that, that, that's where my anxiety came up again, because again, not only was I on the coach, surrounded by people, no, I also had to be surrounded by a public, you know, appearance, um, which, you know, I mean, something did, I mean, something cool did happen, but unfortunately, you know, at the time, you know, I wasn't, I didn't have a camera on me, or a phone. What was it? But I remember, I was obviously going around, I was finding my way out, which I found, which I did instantly. But on my way out, back to the coach, I um, saw someone, and I saw a crowd of people around him. Who and I it? looked at him, and I was like, I said to, I said to myself, you're familiar. And I looked at him again, I thought, what the fuck? It wasn't, it was, all of, and I have a guess who it was. I've told you this before, but you might not remember. Is it, of all the people... Is it a footballer? Yeah. Of all the people... Is it, is it Zidane? Yeah. Of all the people, of all the people I bumped into, <laughs> I was like, it was Zinedine Zidane. Right, now... Like I said, I wish I had a camera on me, which I didn't. If I did, I would have took a photo or got an autograph, but I bumped into him. I was like, well, at least that, you know, I mean, every day. At least I got the same. Obviously, you know, I've got no proof, but at least I got the same. Uh, so, like, a memory nonetheless. But after that, I went straight back to the coach because I had enough. You know, and obviously, you know, obviously, you know, at various stages or milestones, so to say, really, my anxiety, my social anxiety became more and more, you know, apparent. And, you know, then, and that's when I started to, you know, um, choose my moments, as it were. Like, if I was to go out, I'd go out and I'd come to be back. Like, I'm not, like, I mean, social, social anxiety aside, I'm not, I'm not like naturally, and I'm just like, I just don't want to be around people. I'm not a people person. But, so, you know, so you do all that fun stuff, you go to school, you go to college, um, do all that fun stuff. Um, you accidentally go into floristry, and then you milk back out again. About a week later, um, you know, nothing wrong with it. I, I'm just not like, I'm not the person to, you know, be into flowers. Not that level anyway. I'll purchase them, but I won't, but I won't um, grow them. Um, and then I, um, you know, so I was in college, um, then I was in another college. Um, we ran, we both went to the same one, um, same two, sorry, um, and then a few years went by, 
um, no working, getting that go back because of redundancy. Again, my social anxiety, anxiety was having a field day. Then I got a job in a supermarket. Um, I was a cleaner evening, which suited me. Um, and then we got took over, and my shift was changed to mornings. So, guess what? I had to deal with public. Versus what? Versus in the evenings, I had the <laughs> pleasure of having an empty store. Empty store. I, I was able to get on with my work. No issues. In the mornings, I had to obviously clean the. Pe- uh, gas station, petrol station, I had to clean the forecourt of the supermarket. I had to do this between the six, I had to do that from six o'clock in the morning until say quarter to seven. Then I had to be in the obviously the actual supermarket and then you know amongst the public and it was very busy. As you know from being, from having worked in the supermarket yourself, yeah. emotions, all them years ago, before you got your NHS job, um, you know, you had to manoeuvre around people, and, you know, it got to the point where I ended up having, like, two panic attacks, was, it's not very nice, and no. um, it got to the point where you know, I immediately, I immediately knew that when the new owners took over, I immediately knew that you know I was marked. My car, I knew my, my car was marked immediately because they saw someone who had a mental illness, right? And they put someone in a situation where, where I clearly stated I cannot cope in public areas. Because I have social anxiety, they chose to ignore that, and so you know, and just a just um, a wo- word of warning um, to those of you who are you know looking to get into work. Please make please make sure you sign up to union. You know, I hate the I hate the fact. Boy. Stop it! I hate Sit down. Sit. You know, I hate the fact that you know, stay. You have to sign up to stay a union, but it's for your benefit. Unfortunately, at the time, I wasn't with one. I tried. I tried signing up to union, but unfortunately, when I signed with them, they couldn't do anything. So always be prepared. But <clears throat> I chose to put my mental health first, and so you know I pre- I left, you know, because I couldn't handle it. Because I was because every time I walk in, like even I mean, early I get hours, it on the bus it? and walk in town anyway. It was early hours, wasn't it? Yeah. You you preferred you know, evenings it was because like, I keep, it, was lot, I keep, it was a lot calmer. Yeah. Because, you know, like you say, you lack a routine. You don't know what not routine disturbs. But so, you know, I was in that, I was in that routine for 
like a year. And then in twenty seventeen, which is when I started working at that place, um, I had enough, and that's when I um, started my mental health place. But that aside, you know, it was just getting too much. Like, yeah, my routine sleep wise was okay, right, but it wasn't the life that I wanted to live, and so since then, I have concentrated on attaining a balance to where I'm comfortable, so that's taking priority myself over work, which some of you may be thinking, well, shouldn't work at the top, but think of, think of it like this. Right? We're only on this planet one once, right? And with everything that we've been through, with everything that the economy's been, economy's been through and all of that, right? And with you know the possibility of you know companies. And, um, you know, changing their hours from like, say, a five day week to a four day week, which has been trialed in other countries in Europe, you know, because, you know, maybe we're spending more time in the office, so to speak, and we are living life. Right? So we have things to consider. But anyway. Yeah. My anxiety and social anxiety has impeded me pretty much, no, not pretty much, it has impeded. It has impeded. But I'm going to scrub that, I'm gonna, and I'm going to say it's benefited me. My anxiety and social anxiety has benefited me because it's enabled me to... Not having to deal with idiots, not having to deal with like all of that bullshit, it's enabled me to what's the word to um, attain a friendship, you know. Um, you know, it hasn't stopped me from doing anything. The only thing that stopped me, the only thing it has benefited me in doing is. It's benefiting me into enjoying my own company. No, I'm okay with being my, by myself. Now you may not feel that way, and that's totally fine. You know, we always we always have that dichotomy. You know, like I was saying to someone last night because I, I I watched this person on Twitch, and I was saying to him that you know I'm not a people person, but you know, oh it's bad loneliness. Like, because he lives on his own. Uh, like, I live with my mum and my brother, and I'm so lonely. You feel lonely. And it's that dichotomy, because it's like, I'm not a people person, yet it's that weird dichotomy of the lonely, so, you know, it's not that you're 
wanting anyone to be with you or whatever. It's just that, you know, you want someone to maybe check in on you. And that sort of thing. It's a real dichotomy. But, you know, when I was, but, when I was 15, 16, I went to a gym. I, I went there um, six days a week. Again, to um, de-stress, you know, whatever. There I learned martial arts, you know, self-control and all of that. And then, I just fell out of love. I, I got to the point where, you know, I mean, I never went to the gym for vanity's sake or, or getting a bit body, I mean, I couldn't give a fuck, right? But it's something that I fell in love with and fell out of again. Years later, I fell back into it, we went to the gym together, uh, but then, again, fell out, fell out of love with it, didn't have the passion, and, you know, yada yada. Um, and, you know, since then, I've found new ways of coping, of de-stressing, meditation, to try and, you know, lower my stress levels, you know, um, I'm like a hermit, you know, I, again, like I said, I prefer my own company, not just to, not to say that I'm not, you know, avoiding, you know, speaking to anyone, right, but I, but I have, like, a limit, right, when you look at your fuel gauge, fuel gauge in your car, and it gets to a halfway point, that is how much I have. Right, it's friends with someone. When I have, and that, and that a lot of time is gone, that's it. I want to go home, decompress for a week, two weeks, because I feel physically drained. Right, and then I'm all good. But I've been able to attain certain skills to enable me to live my life the way I want to without having to go to the extra length of burdening, burdening myself with the fact that I've done too much, I've stressed myself too much, and, and all of that. So that's my journey with anxiety, and let me tell you, it's no picnic. It's something that I have to consciously work on. What about this sudden... Eh? What about this sudden... Surges of anxiety. Wait, wait. So where do you out? Like when I get a sudden urge, so I you, go, you have sometimes you have to leave the house, and when you do leave the house, and when you're out, it. Well, my way is I go. It creeps up on you, right? Well, yeah. The way I the way I see it, the way I look at anxiety is, well, when it when it suddenly, you know, pause so to speak, it's like your brain, the tap's turned off, and then the tap turns on, and that's the anxiety, full blast, and all of a sudden you feel all your body, suddenly you feel all your body quivering tensing up and
um, tensing up and um, you just suddenly think I I need to go home now now here's the thing uh, this is my theory The people that have the worst anxiety, because we've all got anxiety, we're all human beings. Well, the people that have the worst anxiety are the people that come from broken homes. Wouldn't you agree? Because Parents, um, you need, right, so, parenting, uh, when you, when you come from a broken home, you don't have both parents, right? More often than not, yeah. Yeah, you don't have both, which, which can sometimes be a blessing or a curse. Yeah. Depending on in your sense, it can be both. Yeah, it's both because <coughs> the parents can't. When it's a single parent, they can't do everything. No. They they can try. Our mums tried, tried at their best. They tried their absolute best to do what they could. That's that's all they can do because they're alone. Yeah, and they bring society. Yeah, exactly. But you know they can't do everything. Right. No, because um, the thing is, so right. so when you're so when you're when you're a kid, and you have all these complex situations, the parent, the single parent, doesn't have somebody else to help. The parent doesn't have no. a partner. Uh, um, like when one has had enough, they can tag the other one in. Give us a hand, okay? Yeah. I'll help out. Sadly. We didn't have much of a father figure in our childhoods. No. Um, <clears throat> so that affected us. Yeah. You, had, you had a dad living with you, but he was a well, you, you know, yeah. Um, a racist, a racist space. I had a dad, but I already saw him uh, because, well, obviously. He had to look after his other family. Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, uh, uh, I mean, so it, if I'm not currently, if I'm wrong, but sometimes when you have a, a blended family, so to speak, you know, your one of your parents have have had has have has other kids, uh, so it's like a blended family, like you know. He's got your family there, but he's also got another one. So it's like that's it. That's why I didn't see him much. Yeah. So when sometimes when that happens, sometimes unfortunately. So that so when you you know their their first kids sometimes go under the radar. Yeah, because they they, they do because you know and and that's the thing that's what happened to me and me and my brother. It's you know when I needed 
when I needed um, because when 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 you're a single parent, you've you've got a lot to do. Yeah, you have no best. Um, and I know I've said this before, but I say it again. You know, my mum had to work three to four jobs every day. Sometimes I think more to keep a roof over our heads. Yeah, my mum was bombing. Yeah. My mum my was um, she was a cleaner because she worked, she, she worked in the same studios as the, as the paedophile Jimmy Savile as a cleaner because um, he took her nephew there once the same life um, she's been a barmaid um, so yeah I mean she's always worked yeah but you but that is the thing right until you fucked everything up but yeah. that's that but, but, that's but, another thing yeah but here's, here's the thing when you come When you when you come from a broken home, it's it's like right. When you come from a broken home, sorry about that. Just I was just looking at something. Yeah. Um. When you come from a broken home, the parent, right, will find it extremely extremely difficult. To do two, to do both things. The the most difficult thing is to raise a mentally stable child as best as they can. Yeah. And go to work at the same time. That's that's a lot of effort. That's a lot of work. Is that is that is that achieved on a daily basis? No. Because it's just one person. It's one person. How are you going to... Yeah. How are you going to... How are you going to do that? And... We have disabilities. We still got disabilities. That's even more hard. That's even more difficult to, to raise a child with disabilities because they have complex needs. So that's putting more pressure on the parent. When a parent doesn't have a tag team partner, in quotations, to tag in when they when they're exhausted or to or to team up on to help the child compete the fights these uh, anxieties, fight these life ex- anxieties and negatives. The child isn't going to grow up to be mentally stable no. because we're, we're example of that. We're examples of that. You struggle with social anxiety and depression. I struggle with anxiety and depression. It's no coincidence. That we come from a broken that broken home. There's no coincidence there. No. There's a reason why we struggle with that stuff. 
more than others is because we didn't have both parents. Our parents tried the best they could. Our mothers tried the best they could. They couldn't do anything more. But it's not their fault that we that this happened. It's not. I'm not blaming them because that won't be fair. I'm just stating fact. When you come from a broken home, it's very difficult for that one parent on their own to 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 do that. But it then, is. but then also you can have the you can have the flip side, which is you could have the perfect you could have the perfect mum and dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. So you can. So yeah, but but, the, but that's probably but that's, but that's a the, lot lesser than it's a lot less than yeah. having a being raised in a broken home. It's a lot less. You know, they will never be able to understand what it's like to to grow up in a in a in a single parent household. They will never. They, they can't understand. It's like it's like trying to relate to somebody. It's like it's like having um, it's like having no anxiety at all. Well, you'll always have anxiety, but you know what I mean. And suddenly you're like, oh, don't worry, you'll be fine. What? Um, first of all, don't talk bullshit. You try and contend with. You try and contend with. Um, you you try and contend with fighting this shit in your head all the fucking time. don't so therefore don't try and don't try and relate to me I mean I'll give you an example of when anxiety suddenly just takes over um, I was trying to do what I love to do you know cafe reading writing having a nice having a tea or coffee And suddenly, suddenly, uh, it happens. Suddenly, this huge surge of anxiety just suddenly takes over. And I'm like, whoa, this is, this is massively, this is powerful stuff. It's like somebody, it's like somebody injected me with adrenaline. Right? And my heart was suddenly starting to race. My 
My muscles were tense. My mind was racing. And that's when I, and then again, that's when I had to, that's when I had to say to myself, you know, I can't, I need to go home. This was yesterday. And that's like, wow, this is, God, I'm really tired now, you know? It's like, all, all your body is just, it's completely tensed up. And it's like you're exercising, but you're not. You're moving. You're not even moving. But your body is just on overdrive. Contraction. Yeah. Your muscles contract. Yeah. All on the one. Yeah. And you're like. Because you're Yeah. And it's like fight or flight. And I had to get out of there. I've. Yeah, it's been like me that time. What time? The Starbucks. When it was time for me, when I had to go. Yeah. You had enough. Yeah, like that. Yeah. So, you know, it, and obviously, you know, there are ways of dealing with it, but obviously, it depends on your situation. It depends where you are. You know, if you're in a public place, like, I don't know, let's say you're in Starbucks or in a public place, I mean, this is what I do. I mean, I probably do it. This is my copy method, anyway. Wherever I go, I read what's an exit. Because if I ever need to leave for however long, I need to I wanna know that I've got an exit. Or, or you know, I just or I'll just walk around for a bit, you know, and then you know, when I've acclimated or I'm not as stressed, right, we will go to a cafe, sit in a quiet spot or wherever, right, and I'm fine. But I'm always on the lookout, right? Now, I'm not suggesting you do that. This is what I do. No, the, yeah, it's, it is quite And helpful. it's all individual. No, I mean, I, I know I know the exits anyway. Yeah, but... Um, and it's like... Always, but always just take something with you is that you know will make you feel better. Where it will calm you down. Like, I don't listen to your favourite um, podcast on mental on anxiety. You know, there's um, the Calm app, um, which is meditation. You know, there are so many different things that you can obviously aid in your arsenal to, to cope. But, I tell you, like... No. You can, like, no. seriously, you can be anywhere. You could be on a platform, like, waiting for a train, or anywhere... 
and a sudden surge of anxiety will come over. Come over. Um, no. No, I mean, it's like, it's happened to me out of the blue. You know, like, no, I'm, um, you know, I'm chilled out. I've got done doing meditation. You know, I've done as much as I can to de-stress. Right, you know, um, zone out, so to speak. You know, drift off. Um, you know, and I've gone out, and you know, you know, I get to the bus stop or wherever I'm going, and I get this sudden wave. Of anxiety just rush up on me, and I'm like, mm, and I'm like, nope, not today, and I go back. But this is but, and this is going how back did that to feel? Like, How did that feel to you? How did that? Not fun. No, I mean, <sighs> you, what a sudden wave. The dig So, what I mean by that is. Um, so when that happens, when that happened to me, my energy levels completely collapsed. Literally just collapsed. Yeah. If you would have tried to talk... If you would have tried to, you know, talk to me when I was in that state... I wouldn't have been able to do that because I would have been, it was like a drug. Yeah. And I was drunk on, I was drunk on, negativity. I was drunk on, Dread. Like, I'm on this web, web. I'm on this group called uh, Enlighten the Shadows, and it's run by a friend of mine called Rory Green, and he's and I'm not gonna say what happened to him because it's not my not my thing to say. It wasn't, it was horrible. It's just not what you would, you would wish on anybody. But anyway, on his group, um, Light in the Shadows, this, this guy mentioned, I'm not going to say his name, but I don't know his name anyway. I forgot it, but he said that, I cannot help. I cannot help, but I cannot help but think of an imp- that there is an in- an impending doom. And that resonated with me. It resonated with me. It was as if. You know, yeah, it's like you're reading my mind. 
Um, and that's how I feel. This is going to sound really, really negative and and I'll be honest, that's the way I'm feeling today. It's my birthday today and many of y'all will see it as a, a day of celebration, but for me, which is extremely unfortunate obviously because you're supposed to feel you're supposed to feel you know you're supposed to feel quite content on your birthday you're supposed to feel now I know being supposed to feel is a load of bullshit because we're not supposed to feel anything we're not supposed to do this we're not supposed to we don't have to do anything but the average person Right, the typical birthday, particularly children, of course, see it as a celebra- celebratory occasion, right? But for me, right, I've got this, I've got this impending doom sent- sentiment. I've got this impending doom emotion, this dread, this feeling of it's one step closer to death it's one step closer to to getting old to getting old we talked about this in the previous podcast grascophobia right and that's what i have of course if you watch the, if you listen to the episode you'll hear me explain it and what it's like to have it chesley christ had it we spoke about her in the podcast, didn't we? And we also spoke about other women when we was talking about Chesley Christ. The impending doom feeling, the the uh, the the dread of having birthdays, that thought of oh, it's just another year of being punished. You know, again, that's how I feel. And whilst I'm talking, I just want this day to be over. And when I think about it, and when I wake up, when I woke up on my birthday today, I just thought, oh, great. And I was in the foul mood. And and it's that fear of being 40. And yeah. I don't want to be 40. And that's that's another thing as well, grascophobia. So that's where the surge of anxiety comes in when I was out. I was just thinking about this and then it was just a bang. It's like the tap had just turned on and the gush of anxiety that I had, 
I should stop thinking, God, this is so quick. I need to get out of here. And I had to go through rush hour. I had to go through rush hour traffic. I had to go through people walking around. I had to... I was just like, please, let me get home, let me get home, let me get home. And when I got home, it was how exhausted I was. You know, how tired I was. I was drained. I was so tired that I couldn't function properly. I couldn't. My, my my body felt you know it feels you know, it feels heavier doesn't it what your body feels heavier because your muscles are contracting when you have an anxiety attack so you've got all these tense all your body's tense right so you feel you feel a lot heavier than you are and I don't weigh that much anyway, as you know. And it was just like, wow, this is this is bad. Uh, that's when self awareness is very important because you can, you can, you can, you learn how to read your feelings. And when you do, you're like, yeah, I need to go home. And that was that was what happened with you in Starbucks, isn't it? Uh, when I was there with 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 a. Uh, well, we're not really friends anymore, sadly. We don't really talk. And But, as with him, and that's when you said, you know, I'm going to go. And I could see it. Yeah. I could see it in your, in your, in your expression. You know, you, you was like, yeah, you went oh, to me. Right. He's like, hey, I'm going to, I'm going to go. I think. That's and, my quote, definitely. Yeah. My cousin, my cousin is gone. I must spend another going. Yeah. You know that, um, you know, <clears throat> that's how it happens for me anyway. I mean, I mean, I rarely go out anyway because I, because to be honest, I prefer, I'm a homebody. You know, I mean, I only go out when I need to to make appointments or whatever. But then I'm back, but then I'll stay back home, and that's me done. You know, and you know, you you may be wondering, is that? A life worth living, like keeping yourself locked up. But I don't think, but I don't see it like that because it's one, it's benefiting me. If it's benefiting me and it's allowing me to recuperate, or you know, or you know, um, help me de stress or decode or whatever. Be within my own thoughts, with yeah, I know. Trigger warning, you know. We always we don't want to be within our thoughts, you know. So that's why we always constantly, constantly on the move. But that's how I, but that, that's how I heal, right? So by being by myself, 
like um, is that a good thing? No, but nothing is. You know, I'm not shutting myself, shutting myself away. You know, for definite. So you know, it's to aid me in. So you're you're just you're. So what you're saying is you are recuperating. Yeah, that's my time to recuperate. So by spending time by myself, you know. You know that's my that's my time. So when when do you think you will be trying to you know, get back out there? And... Well, as I, well, as I said in the beginning, and I'll say, and you know, I'll say again in case you didn't hear, but obviously. <clears throat> On the 14th of April, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm going yeah. out to see Juno Birch. Yeah. So, you know, it's the first show I've been to. So I'm looking forward to it. Um, you know, I bought like a, you know, I bought VIP tickets so I get to meet her. What seat will you have? <laughs> oh, no, when I'm there. You're going to get dressed up? Probably. Um, but yeah, I'm not going to go there with big beer, am I? Like I did at college. Well, I walked in, it was a, it was a big bus. You're just a big... Yeah. That's, um, that's all you <coughs> was, a beer. You wasn't, there was no body, there was no. no arms and legs, it was just a beer. Yeah. You know, but yeah, I've got that to look forward to. So, you know. And, you know, I was feeling pretty low. You know, a few days, a few days before, so yeah, I thought I'd yeah. myself. You were, <coughs> you, know, you put a picture on on the group, didn't you? Yeah. The mental health group. Um, and you, you said, you know, it looked like you'd just cried. Like, did you break down? Yeah. Yeah. <coughs> and yeah, and, I, and you know, was that was that a surge of anxiety? Was that? I don't know. It could be a lot. It could be a lot of things, you know. Because I think it's crippling because isn't it? That's there's because you know there's a lot of things that I haven't fully dealt with, and it's probably the same for you. Obviously not in the same circumstances, but you know there's probably a lot of things that you haven't fully, you know, dealt with. So you know it's just all a mixture of things, you know. So yeah, it's like you know yeah a bit down. It's like you know. I do share it with the group because, you know, it's important. It's, imp- it's not only important, but, you know, like, look, you know, but yeah, so I've got that, look, got that to look forward to, and then, and then obviously, you know, um, I'll get, I'll go back to my, my self-care routine. Um, do you think you'll be seeing any other? Hey. Shouldn't you be seeing any other? Uh... Don't know. I mean, it depends. Don't know. I mean, that's the only one I'm going. I'm planning on seeing at the at the moment. I mean, if I see another one later on in the year, then yeah. I mean, <clears throat> I know there's going to be a nightmare before Christmas. Um, sorry, London. But <clears throat> that's that's Christmas. What? Yeah. And I do like that mirror before Christmas. 
but uh, that's a bit of a stretch. I want to go to I want to go I want to go to um like a few gigs at a smaller venue like the Rescue Room in the town or places like that. Then you know maybe then try out to I don't know any NEC in Birmingham or or the O2 or whatever. But you know got to start small. Um, but yeah. I think I think that's it with anxiety, isn't it? You know, you you've got to <coughs> you've got to uh, take it slow. Yeah, um, I mean, I know it may I know it may sound like mundane and you know fucking boring, like you know, but at the end of the day, like if it makes you swim, i.e., keeping you alive, then whatever you're doing is working. As long as you can ride the wave, you know. As long as you're, as long as you're like moving with the wave, like bounce up and down, like you're still on top. It's when you start sinking, is when you need to pull in the rings, and right close up. Like you know, like I've done it. I've had people ringing me. But I'm like, I look, I've looked over, I, I, I know they've called because I can see it, because I've seen it, and I'm like, mm. I'll put my headphones back on, turn the music on, on YouTube, and just zoned out. I'm like, yeah, yeah I don't have enough energy. I just want to do this. You know, and unfortunately, no, you understand, I understand, we have people who we see or you see, I mainly just you know, stay in my room, but anyway. But we have people who we are friendly with who understand. Right? Like like if I like if you call me well and I didn't answer, you probably think, oh he's probably asleep. Or, or I'm or, probably not in the mood or, or whatever. Or you just you're too tired to yeah. talk, and that's that's what I try and. I mean, I, I either think you're asleep or you're just yeah. You just have to be. <coughs> you, you just don't want to talk. Yeah, and, and you're and you're and you're the same. Sometimes you know, sometimes you'll answer the phone, and I can immediately tell that you're not with it. Uh, so, you know, we will leave it there um, so you can rest up, right? But, so it's important to have a support network around you. But you also need to make sure that you can set your own boundaries. Because you may have, because you may have certain people in your life, i.e. certain family members, who don't appreciate your boundaries or don't appreciate when you're trying to t- trying to rest up all you want to do is rest but have no interruptions and they're just constantly bombarding you S- set up boundaries you know and that sort of thing because if they can't respect you 
and respect your boundaries, then how can they expect you to do the same in return? Oh. So it's a two-way street. But, yeah, it's, it's a little hassle, but it has to be done. So, I'm getting a phone call now. Right. And uh, it's by a friend. And I really yeah. don't want to talk. You see, this, this is the thing, isn't it? Um, and I'm just going to ignore it. Now, to all, to all you listeners, um, you know, when you are like this, I mean, and I'll be honest with you, I am, I am feeling very suicidal, very, very suicidal. And the whole reason why we're doing this podcast today is because I invited Billy out um to come with me because I did not want to be on my own. Um because I know Billy would I know you would would stop me from doing anything like that. Yeah. So um so that's why we we're, we're, we're basically doing this today. Um now I don't know how long this episode will go on for because there's a lot to talk about. Um, and obviously it's been... You have... Oh, you have a... You have a lot left on your... Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's... When you are... When you're in a place like this... Um, Not only is it hard to get you the words, get your words out, because I am finding it very difficult. It's it's very well. It, it's very important to talk, and and obviously that's what we're doing today. We we're trying to get out, you know, our negative thoughts out because there's a lot there's a lot of negative thoughts and you just get to a moment where you just I mean I felt like screaming this morning I felt like screaming and bursting out crying but I couldn't do that I couldn't do that because you know it's it's what's what's it gonna accomplish? And obviously I could have done, yeah. But it would have made everybody else who lives with me feel down as well. And I didn't want so you know that's your mind's all over the place isn't it you can't think straight and when you're out in public it's the worst when you're out in public it is it is it is the worst feeling ever because you can't breathe and 
and you get this this embarrassing feeling this embarrassing feeling where I don't want anybody else seeing me like this because they have you know they don't have the right to see me like this you know what I mean mm-hmm. I'm at my worst here so again that's when you make that choice you have to go home you have to get out of there you have to go home What do you think? Yeah, that's why, you know, that's why it's important to have a friend where you can just, you know, just let them speak, let them talk. You know, they don't, like, they don't want you to say anything. You know, they just want you to... Be a little bit, be, be an ear. Just listen. You know, and that's what I'm, and that's what I'm mostly here for. You know, and you know, it may not always, always help. Sorry about that. <coughs> um, that's 46%. So yeah, it's always good to have to just be in here, just listen. You know, there's no point in saying, oh, right, you're not doing this shit, I'm going to be with you, I'm going to watch you like a baby. No, that's not going to work. That's going to do the exact opposite of what you're thinking it will. So just be in here, listen. And if... <coughs> you know, you have any concerns about their welfare or whatever, then just be like, right, I'm going to stay here tonight or wherever, right, I'm going to be here for you, right, and just, like, obviously, you don't, don't babysit them, like, go into a separate room, do what you want to do, but just be there for them. In... In the, capacity, in the capacity that they want you there. Sometimes, you know, it's a conversation on the phone. Sometimes it's, do you want to go for a walk? Let's meet up. You know, have a conversation, be out and about. You know, that sort of thing. None of this, none of this, none of this fucking belligerent bullshit. Oh, you know what, you stupid. Yeah, because that, that's, like you said, that, that's not going to work. Is it? Yeah, it's the total opposite. <clears throat> you know, because, you know, at the end of the day, it's all about, it's all psychology. Like, you have to have the right, I don't want to say mindset, but you have to have the right ability to know when to say the right thing, when to shut up. To listen, and um, you know, that's just it. Yeah. You know, because <laughs> you know, sometimes you're the um, you're the quote unquote 
surface in that moment. Like you're that person that was able to vent to. So just make so make sure you have the right support around you who are prepared to listen. And if they're not, fuck them. No. You know? yeah. Because if you can't because if you can't count on family or friends to help you to be there for you at your lowest, then they're not worthy. But but here's another thing as well, it's just a shame that some people don't have that support. <coughs> some families are just shit and then they yeah, just don't, yeah. and they don't have any then they don't show any support at all. Some don't even know how to show support because it's just emotionally not there. Yeah, exactly. You know, and um, I don't know. It's just it's an illness, isn't it? Yeah, it's an illness. It's a, it's, a, it's, it's a, just like another illness, except this illness isn't so visible. It's a lot worse. It's a lot. This illness is a lot worse. Let's admit it, right? Let's admit it here, you know. Mental illness, such as depression, anxiety, you know, and everything that's, that relates to them. They are the most difficult, they are so fucking difficult to deal with. Mm-hmm. So difficult. Yeah, you are difficult. And um and um when you are when you struggle with it every day like we do when we have to compete with our own voice every day like we do. There's no doubt that there's no doubt that, you know bed you know, going to bed early is gonna be a repetitive thing. Because we just can't go go any longer. We can't go any longer. Because every day feels like a marathon. Every day feels like an ending of a marathon. That we've just gone, like they always say, 10 rounds with Mike Tyson. That's what it feels like. Inside our heads, inside our bodies, that's what it feels like. It feels like a constant inner Mike Tyson beating us up. And that's when the anxiety kicks in, isn't it? And it's strange how it happens as well, isn't it? Yeah. It's just like your body gives you a time limit of how long you can be happy for or content for. Like yeah, you, you know, let's 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 give him two weeks. 
let's let, let let him be anxiety free for two weeks. Yeah. And then we'll just. <clears throat> Then we'll just turn his world upside down. We'll just turn his whole world upside down. And make him hide away for two weeks. And then two weeks again on, two weeks again off. Maybe shorter, maybe maybe longer. That's what it's like with me. I have no in-between. I'm even having good days or I'm having bad days. Some people can have, some people have in-betweens, like, you're right, yeah, I'm okay, I'm alright. But some people have, but some people are like, up or down. Some people are like, oh yeah, I'm doing great, or I'm doing absolutely shit. I'm, I'm up, I'm up and down. He's going back to it. I'm, I'm up and down throughout the day. It's very fun, isn't it? Best life ever. Yeah. Having having ourselves of our <coughs> as our as our enemies. But ah, yeah. Um, I think. I mean, I think I pretty much said all I wanted to say. Really, mm. I mean. We've been going for an hour and 17, maybe an hour and 18. Okay. So. Yeah, it's a bit. Yeah. And I think it was about. I think I need to get moving because I'm going to let the fucking stop. I need to get moving. That's my bitch. But yeah, I, I hope you enjoyed this conversation. Um, well, I'm sorry it's not more upbeat than our previous ones, where we may sound more upbeat. But, you know, we just wanted to get things off our chest. You know, certain things that we may have been ruminating on for a few days, you know, get it out of the way. So, you know, we appreciate you all listening. Um, again, you can find us on Spotify, Anchor, and any other podcast platform. Um, you can follow me and Aiden on Twitter. I'll put the links in the description. And so, yeah, until our next one, um, we hope you enjoy your the rest of your week. Stay safe, and we will see you soon. See you later, guys. <laughs>